Hello, Beyond Sweat crew, and welcome to week two of Body Image Month. If you haven't already listened to week one, I would recommend you go back and check that out and then return to this week's presentation. So last week we gave an overview of body image and we talked about perception and we talked about the different elements that influence our perception. Today we'll be focusing on emotion. So it brings us back to that same phrase we talked about last week, right? You can change how you look without changing how you feel and you can change how you feel without changing how you look. And I bring this up because very often when we talk about wanting to change our bodies, it's so that we can feel more confident or so that we can feel a different way about our bodies when actually those two things can be separate. And the emotions are very linked to our perception of our bodies and not so much actually linked to how we look. So we also went over this last week, which is what is body image? And we talked about sort of the four um, different pillars of body image. So there was perceptual, affective, cognitive, and behavioral. Last week, we looked mainly at perceptual, right? And that was the way you see yourself and remembering that this is not always an accurate representation of what you actually look like. And this was perceptions like, I'm not thin enough, or I don't look fit enough, um, this kind of thing, okay? This week, we're going to focus mainly on affective, and affective is the way you feel about the way you look, so your emotions around how you look. And things like I hate my big thighs or I hate the way I hate my belly or whatever else. OK, the other two aspects we're going to go into in later weeks will be cognitive. So the way we think about our body, uh, that'd be something like if I was thinner, I'd be more attractive. Or if I was thinner, I'd be more confident. And then we'll go into behavioral in the final week, which is the things you do in relation to how you look. So that would be things like, oh, I can't wear this or I can't go to the beach or anything like that. So this is what we're focusing on that effective piece. So the emotions around how we look. So quick recap of last time because it feeds into this week. So last week we covered perception and we talked about how we have both historical influences and current influences that build our perception of our body image. So they build up um, how we how we uh, see ourselves. And those are things like cultural socialization. So uh, media things like movies, social media, TV shows, um, advertising. We'll look at some examples of that. Um, interpersonal experiences, so family, peers, and friends. Uh, physical characteristics and change, so uh, things like your appearance you might have been bullied, at, bullied about as a kid, or uh, changes like puberty, or um, weight loss or weight gain, which may have been as a result of uh, a sickness or an injury rather than um, just natural causes, but could also be natural causes. And then personality traits like um, insecure attachment and self-presentational perfectionism and how this can kind of play into us uh, putting a little bit too much emphasis on our appearance um, to define our self-worth. Now, our perception of our body image is affected by what's around us, both physically and mentally. So our uh, mental environment, our inner environment, and our physical environment, our external environment. Our emotions are the way that we feel about our interpretations of these environments. And so learning how to process negative or volatile emotions is a key part of creating the mental space to work through body image challenges. And what I mean by that is very often when it comes to body image, we get triggered by something. And we feel a very strong negative emotion. Uh, often people will say they feel sad <clears throat> or they feel frustrated. And if we get too caught up in those, which tends to be either 
bottling them up and trying to ignore them, which takes a lot of energy, or uh, completely wallowing in them and letting them take over. Both of those things uh, have then taken up all of our brain space. We have no other brain space left to actually uh, process these emotions and work out to deal with them. Okay. And this can be especially difficult in body image work because there's a connection between physical sensation and emotion. And I say that because in this case, our emotions are about our physical appearance and therefore physical sensation and emotion can get even more caught up than usual. I'm going to talk about this more in a second. So first of all, let's talk about what the hell emotions actually are, right? What are we talking about here? And so emotions are basically something that arises from some kind of stimulus. And that stimulus can be internal. So it can be a thought that you have um, or a memory that comes up or it can be external. So someone said something to you or you saw something happen. OK, and there's a few different interpretations of uh, like what emotions are and what purpose they serve. So uh, I think all of them have some validity. So I'll go over each of them. So uh, emotions can be an expressive behavior. So they're adaptive, adaptive. So they help us adapt to our environment and react accordingly. Um, emotions can be based on sociocultural rules. So we get taught that if something happens, we should react in a certain way. Um, they can be subjective feeling. So like just just a gut, like a gut feeling you have or a, a feeling you've created uh, from your own thoughts. They can be physiological. Um, so if we have certain things uh, happen to us, like our heart rate speeding up um, or we start to sweat, it can also make us feel a certain emotion based on that physiological reaction. Um, some people feel like they are automatically activated brain responses, which might be um, especially true of some like sort of core emotions like fear, uh, where our brain circuits act even faster than our emotional response. Um and then sometimes they can also be consciously decided uh, cognitive appraisal. So we think carefully about something, uh, appraise different information, and then decide how we feel about it based on the evidence that, that we gather, right? So there's a few different sort of things that feed into emotion. And I think this is like a, quite a nice little summary of some of the different areas. So we talked earlier about emotion and physical sensation how the two can connect and and there's a lot of argument about which of these actually comes first so some people feel like our body actually reacts first to a certain stimulus and the way our body reacts and makes us feel a certain way so i gave the example of if your heart rate if your heart starts beating faster and you start to sweat or your palms get clammy um that might cause you to feel uh, afraid or excited or anxious um other people believe the emotion comes first. So you feel afraid and then therefore your heart starts beating faster and your palms get clammy. Um, there's elements of truth to both. And in different situations, both can probably be true. Uh, for both of them, there has to be some kind of process in between, right? So uh, let's say, for example, um, we get the physical sensation of our, of our heart beating faster. Depending how we process that, we might feel a different way. So, for example, if I feel my heart beating faster, and I think, oh, I did have a giant cup of coffee earlier. Maybe that's why my heart rate is beating faster. My emotion might then be a bit calmer. Um, I might think, oh, well, you know, actually, I'm, I'm feeling pretty relaxed. It's just the coffee. However, if I forgot that I had that coffee, I might think, oh, my God, I must be really anxious. Otherwise, why is my heart beating faster? Right. And likewise, 
our emotions can influence the physical sensations as well. So if I see a spider and I feel scared um, because I don't like spiders, um, then here I might decide that, yep, cool, I've looked at the spider, it's definitely scary, I don't like it, and that might give me the physical sensation of tensing up and my heart beating faster. However, if I look at the same spider and um, I think, oh, well, it's a pretty small spider, actually spiders are pretty handy, I kind of like it to uh, catch that fly that's been buzzing around my room, then I might not feel so afraid of the spider, and then I might not get the same physical sensations, they might be different. So we've got this interplay between emotion and physical sensation, emotion and physical sensation. Sometimes one comes first, sometimes the other comes comes first. And that's how why we can sometimes get caught up when it comes to body image. I'll give you some examples here. So uh, very often when someone's having a bad body image day, um, I'll ask them how they're feeling physically. And they might say, oh, I'm feeling kind of fat or whatever. Um, and then I might be like, oh, how's your digestion been? Or like, how's uh, how, how's sleep been? And they might say, oh, digestion's been a bit off. Yeah, sleep hasn't been great either. And quite often it comes out that, okay, they were just feeling bloated. And because they were feeling bloated, they were feeling uncomfortable. Because they were feeling physically uncomfortable, that triggered this cognitive process of, I feel uncomfortable, oh, it's because I look terrible, oh, and that makes us feel a certain emotion. And it can feed into each other. In the same way, body image can sometimes be triggered by, feeling very hot or sweating, um, anything that makes you feel like physically uncomfortable in your body can sometimes be a trigger for emotions about your body because it's so interconnected. We're thinking about how we feel about the way that we look. And if we feel uncomfortable, it can make us think about that we don't also don't look very good. Um, and in the same way, if we are stressed about how we look often, sometimes we can manifest physical sensations that make us feel uncomfortable. So if I'm uh, anxious about uh, how I look in the gym and I'm stressing and stressing and stressing, I might make myself um, have a higher heart rate and feel more anxious and get sweaty palms and then worry about how much I'm sweating. And so it can be kind of a, a vicious cycle here. So I think that's really important to understand. So one of the first things we want to do is understand our emotions and understand what emotions we're even feeling. And this has been studied and they've done multiple, multiple studies on this. I've just put two in there in case anyone wants to read some extra evidence. Um, but if we can understand how to uh, be precise about our emotions and how to describe our emotions, they've shown that labeling emotions actually increases positive emotions and decreases the intensity of negative emotions. Now, as we discussed before, if we can decrease the intensity of negative emotions, that's going to allow us more time to process our thoughts and emotions, um, especially in these body image contexts, and then respond with the appropriate behavior instead of whatever coping mechanisms we might have developed. And we'll talk more about the behavior um, aspect of this in week four. So how can we start to understand emotions? This emotion wheel is something that I really like to use a lot. Uh, you can go onto Google and type in feelings wheel or emotion wheel and you'll find a bunch of, bunch of different options. Pick an option that you like and roll with that. Um, I know it looks kind of like uh, colourful and maybe a little bit childish. Uh, and actually, yeah, like a lot of um, teachers who I work with say, oh, I use a simplified version of this with my kids to help them express themselves. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Why do you think the need for that goes away as an adult? We're still not very good at expressing ourselves. And so this is one of the first things I like to get people to do is when I ask them how they feel, if they've had a triggering body image experience or day, and they might say, oh, I feel um, sad. 
then we get a bit more specific. Like, what kind of sadness do we feel? Maybe I feel disappointed. Um, and then what kind of disappointed do I feel? I feel displeased. And the more specific we can get about our emotions, although it seems like such a simple exercise, as I just showed you in those two studies, um, and many, many other studies, by the way, it's been shown to decrease how intense our negative emotions are when we can label them properly. Okay, so this is one thing that you can start to do. I'm going to give you guys an exercise to start working on this this week. So here's the exercise I want you guys to do this week. So we're going to work on understanding emotion and physical sensation together. And so the ideal is to do this kind of in the moment, which is when you're feeling triggered about body image to write down how you feel emotionally, perhaps using the feelings wheel or the emotion wheel. And then also how you feel physically. And when I say how you feel physically, I mean a description of uh, of um, objectively how you feel. So my heart is beating fast. My palms are clammy. Um, I'm very hot. Um, I'm feeling bloated, things like that. It's not physically I feel fat. Okay, We need to get descriptive and actually describe the reality of what's happening rather than our perception, right? So this is trying to bring us out a little bit of the perception and into a little bit more uh, what's actually happening at the time. And then for emotionally, again, we'll use that feelings wheel. So what this is going to do is to help us build awareness. And once we have awareness of our emotions and our physical sensations and how they interact, we already know from perception from our last week's exercise what influences um, the way that we that we feel about how we look. And now we're going to learn how we feel about how we look and how the physical and emotional are um, interacting with one another. Next week, we'll then go on to uh, how we process the thoughts that then come up from those emotions and are fed by those aspects we discussed of our perception. Okay, but for this week, I want you to schedule in five minutes a day at the end of the day. Um, it might be ideal to set an alarm or a reminder or put this in your calendar. Uh, or if you can do this in the moment when you feel triggered about body image, even better, then it'll be fresher. And what we want to do is think about a situation or a moment where you felt triggered about body image during the day. You can write the trigger down. And then you can, and it, by the way, if you don't know the trigger, you can just write the time down that it happened, that you suddenly felt a certain way about your body. And I want you to write down um, what you were feeling at that time. So label your emotions. And then I want you to write down how you were physically feeling at that time. So label the physical sensations. And if you can, you can even label where that is in your body. So you might say, oh, I felt really tight in my shoulders, or I felt really tight in my chest, or like my upper back was really aching, or oh, my lower back was really uncomfortable. So sometimes you'll feel it in certain areas. Um, and as I said, next we'll work on bringing the thoughts into this mixture as well. So this week, just focusing on building awareness of emotions, building awareness of physical sensations, especially in moments of being triggered by body image. That's the end of week two. I hope this was informative and helpful. Please drop any questions you have um, in the comments below. And otherwise, tune in next week for dealing with our thoughts about body image. Oh,